Hey guys, and thank you for joining us on Off Topic with Taryn and Amanda. I'm Taryn. I'm Amanda. And here we talk about all things you're too afraid to ask and sharing real stories to help others. We'll be posting every week, so make sure you stay tuned in for each episode. If there's anything you'd like to hear us talk about, send us an email at offtopicw.tanda at outlook.com. We can't wait to share a crazy life and thoughts with all of you. Thanks for joining Off Topic. realization so for many of you that don't know my boyfriend who I talked about in the previous two episodes and I we unfortunately did break up earlier this month um it obviously was a very hard time for me we were talking and dating um for over a year we spent almost every day together he truly grew into my best friend and honestly I think my first love knowing what love is now um I've never felt a heartbreak like this before in my life I don't wish anything bad upon him um for many of you that don't know, him and I are both um, religious. We do, we do both go to the same church. Um, I made a promise to him. We've made a promise to each other. We would pray for each other every single day. I still pray for him, pray for his family. Such an amazing guy and genuine person. Um, but when we broke up, I went through a really bad depression and um, among some other things. And I was crying for days on end. I cried 20 days straight, as embarrassing as that is to admit. Um, my mental health hit an ultimate low. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. It was awful. Um, and then I kept asking God, I was like, why am I being punished? Like, why are you doing this to me? Why are you taking somebody I love so much away from me? Like, what are you doing? And I just had to keep praying and praying and praying. And one day I woke up, I didn't cry. I felt okay. I felt at peace almost. Um, and I would just say like, God, please show me a sign that I am where I'm supposed to be right now. And I kept praying that and praying that. And for those of you who know me personally, I do have anxiety. So I don't like going and doing things unfamiliar to me by myself. Um, but at my church, they had a young adults night last week or two weeks ago. And for some reason, something in me was like, Taryn, you got to go. You just have to push yourself to go. Um, I cried in the car before, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, I almost turned around and went home, but I didn't. I forced myself to go. I met some amazing people there. Um, and I guess previous weeks that they had this young adults group, um, they were talking about various topics. And this week just happened to be singleness. And we divided off into two groups after the video and discussed it. But that was such a huge awakening for me. Like I was begging and praying to God, why are these things happening? Give me a sign. And I think this was my sign. The fact that I drove 45 minutes to go to this young adults group, something I would have never done before, like I said. And this is the topic of the week. And everyone there was sharing their stories too. It was honestly such a well-rounded moment, I guess, if that makes sense. And then I kept seeing this quote everywhere from John 13, 7. And it said, you do, you do not realize what, sorry, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. And I think all of that just came a full circle moment for me. And it's just so crazy. Not saying like if somebody believes or doesn't believe, but I thought that moment taking me from such a dark place to all of a sudden I was just better at the snap of a finger one morning and I was like,
this is the push you have to do and having that sign was just I don't even know how to explain it it's crazy to even think about and talk about it but it was just it was amazing I had to share that yeah definitely and like even in or out of out of a relationship like even if like if it's your first love like when I first had, like, my first relationship, I thought the world was ending, like, when we broke up. And, you know, still to this day, like, it's been a long while since him and I have broken up. I think we were dating when we were, like, 15, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I still, like, I still think about him every once in a while, being like, you know, I wonder what he's up to. I wonder what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um... Because, like, that is, like, your first love. It is, like, your first relationship. And then, like, you have that commitment. Like, family gets involved. And it's just, you know, they're always going to have, like, you're always going to have that thought at the back of your head being, like, I wonder how they're doing. Like, are they seeing someone new? Like, you know, like, you hope they're doing well. Like, all of that kind of stuff, right? Um, And then, even with, like, the religious aspects, like... You and I did um, uh, a Bible studies, like, recently. It just actually recently ended. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we did have, like, that relationship aspect with that as well. Like, we, I felt like with the relationship aspect and, like, God always kind of being there for you in a way. Like, we even had, um, I think it was two videos before it ended about kind of how God always has his ways of of showing that he is there essentially. Yeah. Um, so by you like asking him to give you those answers and by you praying and then like you went to this new group, it's kind of like him being like, okay, like everything is okay. Like you, like you can take your breath, you can take it easy. He is at peace. You're at peace. You kind of go from there. Like that's the way I kind of see it. No, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Cause you're asking for those answers and it's like, you know, God has his ways of kind of showing and kind of giving you those demonstrations of, you know, I'm like, I'm here and I'm answering you. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to, how to explain the feeling unless it's happened to you before, but I agree. It was, it was a huge realization that, you know what, God is here for me. God is looking out for me. He is answering, maybe not in the ways that I want, but he has his timing. He has his reasons for everything. And I feel like that whole moment made me realize, you know what? I need to open up to him more. And I need to be um, doing more to show him that um, I want to take his guidance. And I'm listening to what he's telling me and going on the right path that he wants me. And it's also so crazy because we were in the bookstore the other day. I never read books, if anyone doesn't know. Like, even when it came to exams in school, I would completely skip over the reading portion and hope for the best. Like, I am not a reader. But Amanda and I were in the store the other day, and um, we came across the religion section, and there were two books that caught my eye, and I bought them. And actually, last night was the first time I opened this book, and I read a full chapter, and I wanted to keep reading, and that is so not like me at all. So even at that point, I'm like, is he pushing me to, like, is is this his way of pushing me to read this book and learn more about myself and how to cope with things? Um, like, let go of the control. Control is a huge topic that they talk about in the first chapter of that book. And it's something I personally have struggled with um, in friendships, relationships, 
and just personally really but is that his way of being like listen this is your biggest concern this is why I took away the person you love from you because you need to focus on your control issues and let it go and is that why he pushed me kind of if that makes sense to read this book is that what guided me to buy this book something I would have never done in my 23 years of life and all of a sudden I'm just like I want to read like no I don't <laughs> it could also be that you read that chapter and then he maybe wants you to see something further in that book so he's like you know maybe keep going like keep reading that book and seeing what's going on no for sure because I know that we bought like well, we went to the bookstore, you bought the books, and then, like, they were sitting there for a few days. Like, they're sitting on, like, your stand there. And I know you were going to read it, like, the previous night. Not last night, the previous night. And you were like, no. But then when you finally got to the point of opening it, you were like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I kind of feel, like, with books. Like, I'm a, like, I used to never be a reader, but then recently, like, I've been getting more into books. Um... And I've just been reading them nonstop at this point. <laughs> and it's to the degree that, like, I still have that thing. Like, I finish a book and I kind of have, like, that FOMO of it being like, oh, I finished a book. Like, what am I going to do with my life now? And then there's another book that I have. And I'm like, do I really want to start this book after how good that other book was? It's like the fear of the book being disappointing or a letdown. Because it's happened before. Like, I oh, yeah. read, like, a really good book, and then I started reading another book that I thought I was going to thoroughly enjoy, and I couldn't even finish, like, half the book. Really? Yeah, I had to stop in the middle of it, and I'm like, I cannot do this anymore. And then I started a brand new book, and I was like, okay, I'm at peace again. You're like, we're good, we're good. This is my comfort. <laughs> Here we are. Because <laughs> usually for me, I can finish a book within three or four days. From the whole how, book? Yeah. From, like, like how much I three to four hundred page chapter book? Yeah. Because... I used to read the hardcover books and now I'm on like a Kindle. So the Kindle also attaches to your phone. So like if I'm out somewhere and I'm just on my phone, like I can pull it up and just be like, oh yeah, I want to like finish up reading that chapter or whatever. And I can just do it on my phone and it reconnects back to my Kindle where I left off on my phone. That makes it so much easier, especially with all the technology nowadays. You rarely see anyone carrying around a book. But yeah. because we are on our phones so much nowadays and we rely on them so heavily, even when we're at work on a break or we're waiting in the line for a coffee you know whip it out real quick read a few pages okay I'm done toss yeah. it back oh yeah I mean I would never but I applaud people who do that because I think people that read consistently are some of the most intelligent people thank you for calling me intelligent <laughs> I might take that back <laughs> oh okay fine 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 deal but I have like I have a Kindle now, yes, but I miss the idea of opening up a new book and like having that like new book smell. Like come the up. new book smell is so good. But I have to stop buying physical books. I have a bookcase full of books upstairs, and I can't fit any more in. Free book sale at Amanda's house um, yes. next Monday if anyone wants to join. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Look out for the garage sale on, the, on my driveway. <laughs> I love that. My dream, honestly, have you seen Beauty and the Beast? I have. So you know the big, beautiful um, library she has? Yeah. I don't read, like I've stated, but, but these two books, which are apparently going to fill this whole library. I have always dreamed of having a library like that. For what reason? Not sure. But it is so beautiful and elegant that I feel like I need it in my life. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, I kind of feel like I want that too. Like, I remember me, like, as a kid or 
or even now, like, sometimes I'll go back and watch, like, original Disney movies and stuff. Yeah, with the and VHS. Then, yes. Mm-hmm. I don't have the VHS anymore, but, like, I do have Disney Plus, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I'll go back and I'll watch them. And I just see, like, that beautiful, like, circular room, like, library. And I was like, you know what? Like, I really want that. But then it puts, like, that dedication into it, too. Yeah. I don't know. I could never. I miss, I honestly miss the old VHS movies and the pain though that now I feel like we took for granted is rewinding them. Oh, I hated rewinding them. It was the worst, but now that we don't have them anymore, I feel like that's something I miss. I know. Doing. Especially like, like when you are rewinding it and let's just say like you have a sister or, or like your mom watched it mm-hmm. and then watched it all the way to the end so it's like okay great i never watched the show but now i'm gonna get like a sneak peek of what actually happened yeah it's like oh come on <laughs> unless you actually leave the room and then come back but it's like i don't want to do that no exactly i'm too lazy sometimes <laughs> i think i still have a vhs like thing in my basement i'm not gonna lie you can go to pawn shops and thrift stores now and there's a huge electronic section in most of them and a lot of them have vhs's that's true that's true i think i have a cabinet downstairs of just full vhs tapes i think i even have some on my on like we have like a little like dvd disc like uh like little closet Mm -hmm. and i think there is some still in there too actually it's crazy how even though we're not that old we got to experience these certain things that kids nowadays won't even be able to see and experience but that was our childhood exactly like one of the ladies i was i work with she and i were talking about like just random things like how some things are coming back from when she was a kid and she's like i remember when i was a kid and i had to turn on a computer and like it took ages to turn on and you couldn't use the phone to like in order to like if you wanted to use the internet you can't use a phone at the same time as the internet really or like yeah and i remember this because we used to have a, a computer in the other room i'm not that old that like you couldn't use a phone at the same time as the internet you're ancient i don't know <laughs> but i was at that time where like when you would click on the router it would make like that the dial-up internet yeah yes. the dial-up internet noise and i was like oh my gosh or like when you would go on google like you're doing a project and it would take ages oh my god go like from google images like it would take ages to load up it yes. would just be like blocks like like big rectangles like slowly loading up on the screen yeah like certain things like that like you can kind of remember and kind of have an idea yeah but i just think it's so funny like even when my mom was in high school for example she had to take a typing class really typing class was a part of their curriculum and now I'm just thinking about it nowadays because um, I was at work the other day and like when I type, sometimes I type really quickly. And then the lady um, that I work with was looking over at me and she was like, you like, I had to make sure that that was actually you typing. So it just kind of brings me back being like, you know, if my mom had typing class, like what did they do in that typing class? Yeah. And that's kind of brought me back to that. I don't know. Like... I have no idea. She had to do, like, typewriters and, like... Typewriters are pretty neat, though. They are pretty neat. My grandmother still has, like, the typewriter that I think my mom practiced on when she was in school. Really? That's, yeah. like, a full circle moment. And then, like, lately I've been into records. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I know that Taryn and I went to the mall the other day and we were looking at the record store. And I'm really into records. I really want to get a record player. Mm-hmm. I think I have one downstairs, like, in, like, a very ancient one, like, with, like, a clear box around it. I don't even know if that thing even works. We're going to go try it later today. We are going to try to see if it works, but I don't even know if I have any vinyl for it. We'll have to go buy Morgan Wallen. Exactly. Exactly. We did find his album in the store the other day. Mm-hmm. The old and the new album. Oh, yeah. So definitely we have to give that a go. But I've been really into them lately. I think they look epic. And, like, the way that they, like, some of the new ones that they make, they make it look like it's very vintage. Yeah. But they're so expensive. Ridiculously. Like, the vinyl, you, like, typically it's around... 50 to $70 for a vinyl, like one vinyl. But I guess I'm not too sure. I could be wrong, but can you flip the vinyl as well? So on one side, is it, is it kind of like a tape where on one side it has a certain amount and then you flip it and there's another certain amount of songs? I think some of them still have that. That's crazy though. Like $50 yeah. for that. Or I could just get the song for free when I pay for my Spotify or Apple music subscription every month. But well, I guess they're collectibles now, right? They are technically collectibles. And from what I know, like, if you go on YouTube and, like, search up, like, certain records, like, the way that, like, these record players, like, make sounds, like, vibrate through a room, it sounds so much better than just going off of YouTube or Spotify or whatever. For sure. Just because it sounds, like, so much more epic. And you can even get, like, some vinyls that are actually, like, live concerts Really? Yeah, so it can make it sound like, you know, the, like the singer's just actually, like, singing to you, essentially. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, but even, like, a record player itself, like, you can't find one for, like, under $300. Oh, no. No, it's so Unless expensive. it's used. But, I mean, I could probably go on Facebook Marketplace and find one for, pro- like, an older one. Probably for, like, 100 bucks, and then just go from there. But I don't know. I was just thinking, when you were talking about um, back with the computer and the phone, do you ever remember with your friends where at school you would talk and you'd be like, okay, we're going to meet up on MSN tonight at 4 o'clock and we're going to have a group chat. And then the dial-up internet would go and those old, like I guess now what we call bitmojis back then. (laughs) And like that one lady with the big red lips that would just hysterically laugh. Oh my gosh. That one creeped me out so much. I think that's why I remember it. I don't remember any of the other ones but that one. And I used to I used to send it to my crush all the time. Really? Yeah. (laughs) It was the one I talked about in the last episode, that crush. But Ooh. Yeah. How spicy. We talked on MSN. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But then you can do like little um what are they called? Like little comments under your thing, like under your name, so you can be like eating lunch, BRB. Oh my gosh! So like if yeah. you want to fight with someone, I remember like some of my classmates like they would uh, um, kind of demonstrate what happened during the day. Like if they want to fight with someone, you'd be like, "Oh, I know who my true friends are." <laughs> yeah, like so throwing shade, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, <laughs> it's like, okay, what happened there? Or even in high school when Snapchat, I think, was first becoming a thing. It could have been before when people used to just like post the black screen, and they used to be like, "Well, I know who the snake is now. Only true friends will reply to this. Don't talk to me. Only the real ones will know what's wrong." And it's like, 
bro. <laughs> Come on. That's real annoying. Honestly. Do you remember when Snapchat was just considered, like, a sex app? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was ever considered a sex app. I remember when Snapchat first came out, and because just the way how Snapchat runs, how it's, like, I think at the time you can make it for five seconds, ten seconds, I think ten seconds was the max. Yeah, I do remember that. And then it just disappeared. Yeah. So, apparently a lot of people use Snapchat for, like, sending nudes. I mean, you do you. So, a lot of people considered Snapchat to be, like, the sex app. I didn't know that. Yeah. I remember when you used to be able to see who everyone's best friends were. So, apparently... Their top three best friends. Yeah. So, apparently you can do that now, but you have to pay for it. Okay, I'm not that dedicated. Like, I <laughs> I truly don't care who you're talking to now, but... I know. That's actually how I found my, like, quote-unquote boyfriend in grade seven to uh, be cheating on me. <gasps> it's through the best friends. Feature. How dare he? I know. And I was like, okay. Like, I know my ex, like, he was talking to a lot of girls as well at the same time. So that's how I knew he was talking to other people by looking at it and being like, okay, like he's talking to Madison XOXO. It's like, okay. <laughs> Snapchat was really out here trying to get us little like ruined. grade seven, eight, and nine, ninth graders really rallied up. Oh my God. Yeah. So Snapchat has Snapchat plus now where you can make an avatar, like I think a AI avatar, whatever that is. And it's six ninety nine a month or forty nine ninety nine a year, and you can have like exclusive wallpapers, and you can have like best friends. Um, you can have like an app thing, like why would a new I, app? Why would somebody pay for that though? It's so stupid. Here's the thing: if you are so concerned about who a specific person's best friends are, you need to reevaluate what. Like, why it affects you so much as a person. Why do you need to know that so badly? Exactly. You know? And also, I was thinking about this a lot recently. At what age do you come to terms that you are too old to be using Snapchat? Like, I still keep it on my phone. I'm only 23 this year. I still have Snapchat on my phone. I barely use it, though. But at what age can you let go? Because a part of me feels like I'm giving away my childhood and my teen years. But at the same time, it's like, okay... I need to be more like an adult. I need to get rid of this. But I don't think it will ever feel right. But I mean, you're not like big on social media anyways. Like you're not a big person for social media. Like you don't have Instagram. Like you barely use your Facebook. Only Facebook Messenger for like Easter dinner at Nanny's house. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, great. So eight family members are going. That's the only way I talk to them. Yeah. But besides that. The way I see social media, though, I feel like even though I grew up with it, my perspective of it is very different um, than some other people. I am somebody, if I care to know what's going on in your life, I'll send you a message. I'll try to catch up with you. We'll go for a coffee. We'll hang out. We'll do something. But I found myself, there were so many people on Facebook and Instagram, for example, that would post something that I haven't talked to in forever. And I found myself being nosy for no reason. Like, it would be somebody back from high school who I had dance class with in grade 10. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't know they had a kid. Like, why does that affect me? Why am I so invested in this person's life when I don't even talk to them? 
I think it's the idea of you like going to school with them and you being the same age. Because I kind of have like the same thing like where I'll be like, oh, you know, like this person has a kid, like this person moved out on their own, like in this and that. I think it's like the perspective of, okay, I am the exact same age. You know, I have this compared to them, but like there shouldn't be that comparison. Yeah. Like, you know, you live your life the way that you do and like they live their life the way that they do. Like, I know, for example, someone that I went to high school with, um, he's already married. Like, he lives in the U.S. Like... Good for him. Yeah. Like, he has a house there. All of that. Mm -hmm. So then it's kind of like, I know that I was looking, like, at his Instagram and I was like, oh, so, like, I kind of felt like he had, like, a way better life than I did. But it's like, I shouldn't be having that comparison of his life and my life. Like, we live totally two separate lives. Yeah. Like, I can't be comparing, like, oh, you know... This person has like a $2.5 million house and I'm living with my mom. Like there should not be the comparison. Like the way that they live their life. They may have stuff like at the back like going on. And then I have my stuff going on and I live the life. Like my life the way I want to live it or how I live it. No, absolutely. But it's so hard again because it is right in front of you when you check these apps. It's so easy to be caught up in what other people are doing and have that comparison. And... I almost feel like speaking for most people, I could be wrong, but when that comparison does come, we start beating ourselves up. Oh, well, clearly I'm not good enough to be married at this age. Oh, well, I'm never going to get ahead in life and I'm never going to have a house if I don't have it at this age. So I found as soon as I deleted it, I deleted it, I think two or three years ago now. I forget. Um, But when I deleted it, it was so hard the first week to not want to re-download it. But ever since I've deleted it, I've noticed such a difference in my self-confidence alone. It's amazing. But that's good, though. Like, sometimes we need that balance. I know that, like, some people, like, they'll just take um, a mental health leave from social media, for example. Mm -hmm. And they'll, like, make a little post being like, hey, just letting you know I'm deactivating my account. Like, or, like, suspending it for a certain period of time um or whatever like i know for example one of my uh one of my favorite tiktokers she recently made a video saying that like she's been on tiktok i think since it first came out and Mm -hmm. she's been making like little videos like little happy videos and then she made a video saying that she is no longer gonna be doing videos and that her main focus on social media is gonna be off of instagram and through, I believe, YouTube. Was it Anna? Yeah. Oh, I love her. She is honestly such an angel. I see her every single day. I I obsessively watch her videos because they just radiate such a positive energy. They do. Oh my gosh. They really I didn't do. know that. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. So it's like, it just, that kind of really devastated me at one point. But then I know that she, like... I don't know her personally, but I know that she has gone, like, through quite a bit as well. Mm -hmm. So, for her, like, I applaud her for that. Like, just kind of separating herself from, like, that TikTok, from that TikTok vibe and just Mm -hmm. going, like, her own path. Mm -hmm. And just kind of doing the things that she probably is more passionate about. No, absolutely. We were kind of talking about that yesterday, too, in the car, coming back from our trip, um, about, who was it, Kylie Kardashian, I'm pretty sure about how she's so used to being in the publicity that we forget these people are still people. Exactly. And they still have their own individual lives before the fame or before the um, the following on social media. Exactly. Because, like, we did a little road trip to Buffalo yesterday. And 
um, we were talking about, you know, um, how when you're famous, you can't really just like go to a store and just be like, you know, I just need to grab a few things. Like it's very hard to do. And then I was mentioning that on one of their episodes of keeping up with the Kardashians, um, her and her mom ended up going to a grocery store and they just like were hanging out. But like there was like people taking like hiding photos and all of that from them. Um, so it is like very hard on their level, like just to go out and be like, Oh, you know, I need to get like a few things from the grocery store, but it's almost impossible for them to do mm-hmm. without being like, like around a billion fans and a billion paparazzi, especially where they are. Like they're in like LA, which definitely doesn't help. No. Um, but I guess too, when you start out so young, like Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato, Miley Cyrus, all those people we grew up with starting at such a young age to 10 to 14, I'm guessing how they probably didn't realize that it was going to affect their life as much as it did when they got older, even. Oh, 100%. Like those kids that, um, I don't know if you know this, but like I used to watch Disney Channel a lot, for example. Oh, yeah. So like Disney Channel would have like their random castings. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm sure like those kids don't really think about, you know, oh, like in the future, how's this going to affect me? Mm -hmm. It's more of just, oh, you know, I'm going to hang out with Selena Gomez all day. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Or whatever it is. And they don't really think about that aspect of life. You know, they could be like, oh, you know, I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to hang around like with my favorite, like celebrities if I can or whatever Mm -hmm. but then they don't get the realization like oh you know I won't be able to have that life like I do like I know that um I was really into Dancing with the Stars but um like the one that recently I wouldn't say it recently passed actually it was one with Jordan Sparks like Charlie D'Amelio that like that lineup Mm -hmm. I can't remember what season that one was but I remember Jordan Sparks saying like when she first put out her like first song she was in high school at the time and you know she was at prom and then all of a sudden her song started going off like at the prom and she's like that was the weirdest encounter I think I ever had really yeah just hearing it back and knowing that you made yeah that you made that song and it was like her no air song or something like that oh yeah so she's like I was in high school when I when I put that song out and you know like hearing at my prom was like possibly the weirdest thing that could have ever happened to me I guess too that goes with saying people on posters or in magazines if they see themselves or their friends see them I feel as though it might be the same feeling as well like that is weird to see because I feel like the reality kicks in this is going to be my new life people are going to know me by my face here or they're going to know me when they hear this song especially if you're heavily photoshopped I find that like people will have the expectation of you as well. Like if you're on like a magazine and they'll be like, Oh, so you look like this, but then you know them as an actual person. And it's like, but you actually don't look like that. Yeah. So I don't know. Especially did you, when you were younger, did you ever read the kids teen magazine? Yes. I don't know if that's the right name, but they had the bright, colorful... I was obsessed with them. ...covers, and it had the posters inside that were folded up. Oh, my gosh. I used to rip off, like, the ones of the fans that, like, of the... Oh, my gosh. I was the fan. (laughs) (laughs) I used to rip off, like, my favorite pop stars ones and hang them on my wall. And I remember specifically, like, the little indents 
in the little rips from the stapler that yeah. they stapled in it and you had to like rip it off oh so slightly and just like stick it on your wall and it was like little rips like going down the seam oh yeah oh yeah that was the best and they were double-sided which was the best part so if you liked say it was the jones brothers on one side or miley cyrus on the other you yeah. could just so so easily flip it and if you hated them at one point you could be like fine and then just swap over to my Yeah, you never have to see them. You'd be like, George Brothers is canceled? Okay, Miles Harris it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think cancel culture is such a big thing too nowadays. Again, back from our trip in um, Buffalo, um, Amanda and I are Morgan Wallen fans. Um, I'm low-key too obsessed with him. <laughs> um, but... We were talking how at the beginning of COVID when he said the N-word and that video got out about him um, and how people wanted to cancel him. But even people who were of the African-American descent were like, why? Okay, he said something, but think of how many other people say it that aren't famous. And he's only getting um, the shit end of the stick because he is famous and he is out there. Whereas a person on the street could say it and it's no big deal. It's true. You know, yeah. so these these ladies, the African American ladies, were like, "We're still going to listen to his music. He makes great music." Was it a mistake he made? Absolutely, but doesn't mean we're gonna cancel him for it. No. But it's so easy nowadays for people to be like, "Oh, you did this wrong. Cancel." Even Michaela, I don't know her last name on TikTok. The that, beauty that makeup guru. artist. Yeah. Yeah, when she did the, the review of the thingy. mascara, and everyone was like, "We're canceling her. We're canceling her." Okay, come on. As if you've never made a mistake in your life. Exactly. Do I agree it's false advertising? Absolutely. But people are so easy to just cancel others nowadays for minor inconveniences. It's ridiculous. We're back in our day. We'll be like, oh, we didn't like what they did? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Who cares? I like their song. I like their movie. We're watching it. Exactly. It, It really is like that. Like, I know that cancel culture is a big thing right now and I feel like it's more becoming a trend where you know one little minor inconvenience like I remember like the Shane Dawson like full cancellation on him and it's like you know some people have that idea that no matter what age it happened or how old they are like compared that it still happened and what they did like is inappropriate and like you know it's gonna follow them and they're gonna continue to act that way and all of that Mm -hmm. but that's not the case like you can say something when you're 10 years old and not really understand what you're saying and then all of a sudden you're 20 like 24 or 30 or whatever how old you are and then like you mature as you are every single year so, you know... I mean, you'd hope. <laughs> I hope so. Yes. But it's like, you know, you don't have the same span as you were from when you were 10 to now. Mm-hmm. So you can understand what you did was wrong, yes. And then, like, if a video comes out or, like, a truth comes out of you doing that, then it's like, hey, you know, what I did back then was, yes, completely inappropriate. And there's not much you can say about it. Mm-hmm. You like, can't you can take say, back what you did. Exactly, you can't. So it's like you can say, oh, you know, I was immature at the time, or oh, you know, I didn't know what I was saying, or oh, and this, but people will still come forward and be like, but you still said that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but there's nothing I can change about that. Like, and people will have that perspective no matter what. Mm-hmm. So you can come out and say your apology out to the whole world, but it's like, no matter what, like, not everyone's mind is going to be changed for that reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I don't know if you know, like, um, the Try Guys, for example. 
Never heard of him. Okay, so one of the guys there was obsessed with his wife. Mm-hmm. He Good for him. <laughs> every single video, he'd be like, my wife, my wife, my wife, my wife. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's happening behind the scenes of that. He was, they made their own company and they hired like a bunch of people. Like it was a big corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the guy that was so obsessed with his wife ended up cheating on her. Yeah. He cheated on her? Yeah. So it's like, he can be like, oh, my wife, my wife, my wife. But then what's happening behind the scenes that all of a sudden he was found at like, out in public with this other girl. Yeah. And then they were, he was cheating on her and then they had to make a like public statement. Okay. That's just sad. First of all, and yeah. wrong. If anyone cheats, you're honestly a dirtbag. In my opinion, it is so wrong and disrespectful and disgusting. Just leave the person. Um, but that's what I mean is it's so easy for people to want to get into other, um, individuals' lives and want to know the whole story because social media makes it that way. Exactly. Like, great. I can share something. I can appear, for example, so happy on here and that's what we're showing people and showing each other. But behind closed doors, the information I'm not sharing, nobody knows. I could be breaking down every night. I could be miserable. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So, for example, him, he's sharing, oh, I love my wife. This is great. But behind closed doors, you don't know. He could be abusive. He could be a narcissist. He was cheating. Exactly. He was. He was cheating. And then it goes back to cancer culture because, oh my goodness. Yeah. Cancel culture. I thought you said cancer culture. And I was I like, think I did oh. too. <laughs> Going back to cancel culture, um, it was really big on him because people, like, in comments and stuff was being like, oh, well, in all your videos and, like, this video and that video and this video, but it's like, you know him by videos. You don't know him personally, so you can't really cancel him. Like, what he did, of course, was terrible, but how can you fully cancel someone if you don't even know what's going on behind the scenes? That's just it. Like, I, I don't know how else to say it. Like, you don't know that person. Like, yes, he had a wife and he has two kids. But, like, you don't know what's happening in their household. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you don't know how she is. You don't know anything. Exactly. Exactly. They could be fighting every day for all they know and then like, going on scene. Being like, oh, my wife, my wife. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. But you don't know what's actually going on. Life just appears to be all a show. Exactly. In my opinion. Exactly. On funnier news. <laughs> <laughs> On a less dark topic. Yes. Um, Tara and myself and a few of our friends went to Buffalo yesterday. And we went, like, we're in Canada. So we went to the border, heading over to the U.S. <laughs> and the... It was Amanda's first time leaving Ontario, by the way, besides Portugal. She's only ever been to Portugal. So this was very exciting for her, and oh, she was she was driving. <laughs> I drove for two and a half hours to get just, no, was it just to the border? That yeah, was just, just to, to the, the border. border. At this point, I was shitting my pants of excitement, <laughs> but also nervousness, because it's like, fuck, now I have to talk to an officer. What is it, like a state officer? I don't Something even know. like that. So, we like, Taryn collects all the passports, like the true mom that she is, and I'm there. I've got to make sure I'm the like, children are set, we're ready to go, yes. windows are down, glasses are up. <laughs> yes, I'm like shaking in my boots, I'm like passing over to him, and he's like, what country are you from? And I'm like, Ontario. 
<laughs> and he looks at me, and I look back at him with a smile, and then um, our friend in the back seat was like, "We're from Canada." <laughs> I was shitting in my boots. At this point, and Amanda looks so stressed, too. I I tried to give her the rundown beforehand of what to expect when you go to the border, but you could see she was, like, gripping the wheel, looking at him. You could see the anxiety and the stress in her face. So as soon as she said Ontario, the guy's probably like, okay, is this woman on drugs? Like, is she good? Like, very suspicious of you. (laughs) Our passports say Canada, though. Yeah. So I I know, but... He's probably thinking you're either very uneducated. <laughs> I am very directionally in geologic, ge- geologically, geographically, geographically <laughs> challenged, geographically challenged. You know what? That's why we love you though. Like we finally, we got through the border. He allowed us to go through after my huge mistake <laughs> and like I don't know, the directions in Buffalo was kind of funky. My map kept going, like, zooming out and then zooming back in. Yeah, that was weird. And then, for some reason, like, when we crossed the border, it took us, like, to this weird, like, loop. Like, this weird roundabout. And then all of a sudden, the map was like, you are here. And it's like, where are we? We are where? We're in the (laughs) middle of a roundabout. Literally. So I gave Taryn the phone and I was freaking out because I'm very directionally challenged and I get a lot of anxiety when I don't know where I am or don't know where I'm going and I don't have a map with me. Like even with Dom, like if I'm out with Dom and we're around and I don't know where we're going exactly and I have my map, like sometimes Dom, like I have, um, I never play the radio. I always have like Bluetooth on in my, in my car. So he'll like be swapping like songs and stuff and he'll grab the phone and I'll be like, Dom, like stop, like Dom. Yeah. <laughs> like I need to see Just it. the stress kicking in. Even if it's a straight line, even if it says that we still have like 23 kilometers to go and it's just a straight map, I'm like, no, I need to see the map, like stop. Yeah. Um. So the fact that happened, I was stressing. So I gave Taryn the phone and I'm like, please just put in the address. <laughs> like, please. Honestly, thank, <laughs> thank God for blue collar boys because somehow they always know where they're going. I know. <laughs> always. They do. They literally do. I can like tell Dom like, oh, um, Taryn and I are going to the Starbucks in Aurora. And he's like, oh, you mean by St. Johnson and Bayview? And I'm like. And we're both like, where? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> How do you know that? Literally, and we need a GPS to drive two minutes up the street just to find where this place is. Exactly. Yep. Or he'll be like, oh, well, like, we'll mention somewhere in, like, downtown Toronto, and he'll be like, oh, you mean this intersection? And I'm like, how do you know that? Honestly. I feel because, like, blue-collar boys, they go everywhere. Like, for example, with my boyfriend, like, he's an electrician, so he probably, like, he goes everywhere. Like, he's, I think he's currently in Markham right now, for example. Mm -hmm. So he probably knows everywhere in Markham. You know what? Good for him. Right? Good for him. Right? Um, he is not directionally challenged. My boyfriend is actually like a big savior, savior and grace for me when I'm driving and I don't know where exactly I'm going. Even though he can tell me an intersection, I'm going to be like, no, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> like, okay, great. I can try to look for the name, but which way am I going? Left, right, straight, back? Like, <laughs> even then. Exactly. I just don't know at all where I'm going. And he knows that. He knows I'm very directionally challenged. I'm very directional cha- directionally challenged. How do you say it again? Geographically? Yep. Geographically challenged. And I am 
let's just say famous person challenged. Like, we'll be watching a movie, and, like, it's just become a, like, conspicuous thing where I'll be staring at it and watching it, and Dom's like, who's that famous person? Like, who's that person? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> that was like the other day when I um, I watched this funny movie. It was called War with Grandpa. And I live with my grandparents and Amanda was with me. And I go into the house and I was like, Nanny, Grandpa, have you seen this movie? It's really funny. And I was like, War with Grandpa. And they're like, is it with this person? I'm like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know what that Who person is. It? is. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's with this person. So the next day I was watching it. And my grandpa comes in my room and I was like, Grandpa, this is the movie. You've seen it? He's like, yes, Todd. Like. With this person. I was like, who is that person? I don't know. Like, who are you talking about? Literally. I only recognize faces, and that's sometimes, but even then. Like, George Clooney, I know, because I loved him when he was in ER when I was younger. So, I know his face. Obviously, you know, like, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yes, I know him. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Mean Girls. The Notebook. Amanda's looking at me like I have five hats <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyways, all those movies. I don't know. I, I'm very challenged in everything. Let's just say that. <laughs> That's why we love you. Yes. That's, I, I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's just, that's just our life. Well, thank you guys for joining on our um adventure and events that have happened the past week we do apologize for not posting last week but we are going to be releasing a double episode for you guys today so if you keep a lookout for that they will both be posted sometime today or tomorrow and thank you so much for listening